Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. It's gonna have a game what up, what up? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 26th day of January 2023. My name, well, heck, that'd be Nick. And then I give you, ladies and gentlemen, Big J. Ah, heck. Big J, welcome to the show. Welcome to Wednesday. Today's Thursday, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, let's not... I'm trying to make the week longer than it actually is. I don't know why you would do that. I not Believe me, it was not on purpose. But welcome to Thursday morning. Hopefully, what I was going to say was hopefully it was a good Wednesday evening for you. Yeah. Uh, what'd you end up doing? Um, watched the Bear Jackson auction live. Jesus. A, yeah. For how long? <laughs> like three hours. Oh, my God. I know. And uh, anything that you retained from that? Here's the thing. I'm trying to learn about cars through osmosis. Why? Uh, why not? Because I'd like to know. I like cars. I know, but I mean, but I don't like, know about them. is there? I'm not sure the Barrett auction. I mean, I've been there before in person a couple of times. You go to sure. hell, really? Uh, well, it's in Scottsdale, oh, so man. yeah. What yeah. would you do there? Uh, well, you don't even like cars. Here's the thing, like, you know, uh, I'm not. Well, I mean, I enjoy cars. I respect them for what they are, but I have no knowledge about them. And plus, everything at that auction was, it was so far comically out of my range that it wouldn't well, yeah. matter how much you know. But the, the point of it is is to go through and to see that kind of stuff in person and just kind of look around a little bit because I can't appreciate beauty and well-taken-care-of things. And also, it's a fairly elite event. And so we used to do stuff as a radio station where we had, uh, you know, tickets to it and stuff like that. And so I would go. Yeah, cool, I've probably man. been three times. Would have uh, got me listening. But uh, but I tell you what, it's, it's an experience and it's... Boy, the douchebags are everywhere in that well, place. Well, it's because it's a lot of rich people. Yes, yes. They and, are prevalent. And that's what I was dreaming about. Being, being rich. And being able to bid like $75,000 on a car. But like, you know? if you were rich and you won the lottery, would you spend that money on cars and bring them to Idaho to drive them three months out of the year? Is that what you would do? I, I don't know. Would you do like it? Would you fall into like a Jay Leno trap? And next thing you know, you got a gigantic garage. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, oh, God, that car looks awesome. But that's that how you would awesome. spend your money? No, probably not. Just once. I'd like to do it just once. We're going by probably a you know a Mustang. You know, old, old but Mustang. you know you did take like a road trip across the country to buy a Mustang that you now I know, have I in your possession. Not, I did not do that. The wife did it. But I mean the family. You she you purchased a car thousands of miles away so that you could have a Mustang. Yeah. And 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 are you happy that you did that? Yeah. Well, well I mean I, I would have I would have rather had been the one to go and drive the car back and right. have that experience, but. I, now, had, I had COVID, so... Now you drive it around the Treasure Valley? Yeah. Sometimes. Not all the time. How often do you take that out? A couple times a month. Especially in the winter, as, as little as of possible. Of course, of course. Yeah, you don't want to, you know... It's got high-performance tires on it. you got to be careful with it's that. It's slipping, sliding all over the place, yeah. Big J. Anyways, that's what I did, and it was his background for doing other stuff. Oh, what was the other stuff? 
chores? I mean, come on, man. Well, you told me it was a good I mean, night. Here I am yeah, thinking I you mean, have, I like, don't... lots of stuff planned, and you tell me you're watching a car Listen, auction and How long have we been doing house? this show? When has my answer ever been overwhelmingly, oh, my God? Well, when you say it was a great night, that usually leads that me was, to believe that was a great, great things night. happen. Uh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. I didn't crying. Not yet. That's Not what like Thursdays are for. No, no, no. I napped crying. Fell asleep just fine. Red Hot Chili Peppers kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Everybody likes a good hike every now and again, but Boise police are sounding the alarm after they had some serious issues over the weekend involving some robberies at Trailhead parking lots. And they want to make sure everybody is doing their due diligence to make sure they're not the ones that's getting robbed as they go for that long hike over the weekend. About 10 car burglaries just this weekend alone around the trailheads in the Treasure Valley, including the 8th Street Extension, Camel's Back, Hull's Gulch, Polecat, and Collister. Uh, Camel's Back is the one that got hit the most, so they're trying to give everybody a little bit of a heads up. Uh, All three, everybody kind of had their windows smashed. A couple of the doors were unlocked in cars, which made it easier, so police are saying, hey, listen, make sure you do your part and lock those doors. I mean, nothing's going to stop somebody from smashing your window if they want to get in, but police do say that bags and purses were visible on the car seat at least two out of the three robberies there at Camel's Back Park over the weekend, so a reminder to not leave that stuff in plain sight, take it with you, etc., because that's not a good thing. Now, thieves target cars at trailheads for lots of reasons. Number one, they know people will be away from the car for a period of time because they're out hiking, so they feel like they've got the ability to get on in there. Gives them a longer period of opportunity, but also they usually see this kind of uptake in the summer, but because they think there's an opportunity and the weather's been okay the last couple of weeks, that they're taking advantage in the winter, and maybe that's part of the people's problems too, is they're like, oh, it's winter, nobody's going to swing by and try it, but it's happening, so... If you're going for those hikes, you park your car at the trailheads, make sure you lock them and leave all valuables out of sight or take them with you so that your car doesn't get broken into. Yeah, maybe booby trap your car. Oh, I like this idea. A little uh, James Bond action? Yeah. Uh, Do you recommend something really mamey or just something that'll that'll, uh, scare them off? Something with spikes. All right. Just be careful setting that up. Something that'll leave a mark. So that it doesn't injure yourself or others that aren't actually breaking into your car in the process. You ever had your car broken into? Yes. It sucks, right? Yeah. It, it's a really it's a really weird thing to like experience that people that have their cars like it's such a violation of like your space <laughs> it is. that, I was that myself, yeah. It's it, it's one of those things where you, you get back in your car after it happened and you feel weird and and then several weeks after you're just like, God man, it's so strange. Right in front of my house. Yeah. Um and I had uh, a bunch of CD like rare CDs stolen. Really? And never Is that got all back. they took with CDs? That's all it was in there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, mine happened uh, when I was a teenager. It happened uh, just outside my work. I had my car parked on the on the side of the building, and I walked out, and my window was busted out, and all of the stuff in my car was gone. And I was like, oh, man, what up with that? He, did I tell you the funniest thing about it? Because, you know, uh-huh. I, was, I was 16 years old, so I, I didn't have hey, a whole lot of money at the time. college. <laughs> I was going to college, and I had purchased – this is back when the club was popular, right? So th- there was, right. like, affordable ways to prevent car theft kind of stuff. So I had a club on my car which was like an 86 escort so it was so pointless to have that it wasn't even funny but i also had purchased like a really cheap like car alarm and they had stolen my car alarm <laughs> they had taken no, the car alarm. that's humiliating uh, yes and that's that's what added to the violation i was like oh my god they took all my stuff and they took my car alarm i was like why didn't i hear my car alarm go off 
I was like, oh my god, they took my car yeah, alarm. Yeah, they, they effed you big time yeah. on that. But it was like a, a car alarm I spent like $120 on to add to it that was like super, super cheap and not very good, clearly. 120 but, bucks at 16 years old for car alarm? Uh, yeah. That well, seems like a lot of money. Th- at the time, I had uh, I had a system in my car. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, So I had, like, all the money that I had was being sunk into my goofy stereo in my car at the time. So they your took... amp. Yeah, my buffers. amp, my, my two 12s in the back, and they took it all. And uh, and really, that's that's part of the reason why I honestly uh, stopped listening to that kind of crap. I was so upset about it that I was just like, man, I didn't want to be part of that scene anymore. And uh, and it changed my life. Look at me now. Damn. Uh, but yeah, that's the truth. They took all the stuff out of it and my car alarm. And uh, that was, everybody thought that was hilarious that they stole my car alarm. And I was like, yeah, it's funny because it's not you. Patrick Mahomes is going to be back. He was practicing yesterday for the Kansas City Chiefs. He is expected to play, even though he has a high ankle sprain. He's going to play against the Bengals on Sunday. Of course, Mahomes injured his ankle Saturday by beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. By the way, he was also named a finalist for the MVP for the 2022 season in yesterday's announcement by the NFL. I can't imagine he doesn't win the NFL MVP this year. Is there anybody else that you think should win it beyond Jalen Hurts? Uh, Jalen Hurts. My only thing with Hurts is he didn't play three games. And yeah, so, and look what happened. They lost those games. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of people that if you don't play, but Listen. I'm talking about like his stats are comically good. They, he lost Tyreek Hill, and he still put up those numbers and had the number one seed in the he's AFC. Got, which, he's got Kelsey. I mean, I, I no, I don't think so. Well, yes, he's got a very good receiver. I say Jalen Hurts wins the MVP this year. Okay, I bet you're wrong. You want to put some money on it? Uh, Yeah, 10 bucks. All right, you're on. Uh, I think it'll be Mahomes. You think it'll be Hurts. The uh, San Francisco 49ers are having their own issues, Big J. Uh, defensive char- defensive lineman Charles Onamahu is continuing to prepare for the NFC Championship game, even though he was arrested yeah, for to go to jail, domestic pal. violence. Kyle Shanahan had a really weird statement yesterday saying that the team is going to do the, uh, the, the process and see how it plays out, and they don't want to kick him off the team just yet. Which was a really weird thing to say. We don't want to kick him off just yet. We'll wait till we're done with this game, right? And right. then, well, the the thing is, like, I mean, like, what if it's a lot worse than what we're finding out? And then he plays anyway. This is why you have to be careful in these situations because I understand that you have to wait for the legal precedent to play out. But then, like, that reflects poorly on you and you not doing your due diligence if you let a gentleman play and things are a lot worse than what we're hearing about. But either way, it looks like he's going to suit up on Sunday for the 49ers as they get going. Are you going to go to the movie theater to check out the new Metallica album, Big J? I think we all will. Metallica has announced a global listening party for its upcoming album, 72 Seasons. The entire album will be played at an April 13th event, one day before its street date. They have trigger, They have uh, teamed up with a, t- with a company called uh, Trafalgar Releasing. And uh, that was, of course, the uh, the same company that put out SNM two to movie theaters nationwide, and they are going to do a kind of like music video and commentary from the band for this brand new album and play it in its entirety. You can purchase tickets now at Metallica.com/film. That is where you can grab them for the April thirteenth event. I looked and didn't see Idaho theaters in there, so I'll have to check again and make sure I was looking at it the right way. But, I couldn't uh, find any theaters on that thing well, there you go. that they put up. Then so maybe, I don't know if they put that out yet. Then maybe it's just me. I'm not sure how you purchase tickets for the event there then if you can't find a theater. But uh, April 13th is when they plan on doing it's the a, worldwide stream. When I went there, it was like, hey, give us your email and we'll give you an gotcha. update. Gotcha. Yeah, I looked around and I was like, I don't see any theaters here for that. But uh, anyway, that's happening. It's officially announced. So April 13th is when you can go to a movie theater and listen to an album if you're so inclined. Hello? 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 Why is Oh, I see, because it's not on.
That's the latest from Blink-182. It's called Edging here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We've talked before about how expensive Disneyland can be from time to time, yes? It's a lot of money to go and take your family to the happiest place on earth, but it still surprises me nonetheless how much fans of that stuff will pay for things that involve Disneyland. And if you haven't heard, uh, if you're a Disney head, you're already well aware that uh, about a week ago, they permanently shut down Splash Mountain over there at Disneyland. They're going to make room. It's going to be pretty much the same ride. They're just taking out all the stuff and kind of repatterning it around uh, the 2009 film Princess and the Frog, that classic film, Big J. Uh, But then again, Splash Mountain isn't exactly based on a huge Disney hit, but they're going to call it Tiana's Bayou Adventure when it reopens, but it's going to take a little while for it to do that. But Splash Mountain has been a staple of Disney for a very long time. You don't go on any rides, right? You've been, but you didn't go on Splash Mountain. I've been on Splash Mountain. Okay, so Splash... Because it's not like super intense, right? You just right. kind of go up there, and there's like one like like little hill, and you yeah. get a little wet, and that's big, it. Big picture, exactly. Uh, but it is fairly nostalgic for people, and they are spending money about it because diehard Disney fans are pretty upset that Splash Mountain is going away, and so somebody decided to go on a couple of rides and take advantage of it. And now online, you can buy water from Splash Mountain for two hundred dollars in a small jar. What? And Disney fans are gobbling it up. What's wrong with these people, man? I don't know. They got money burning a hole in their pocket, I guess. Like, I mean, first of all, there's no way to prove that this water is from Splash Mountain. Second of all, who cares that you have Splash Mountain water? I mean, even if you're the biggest fan in the world... Like, the hey, fact that you have, like, a jar of water hey, in your mental place hey, is what's, weird. Hey, what's this mason jar up here? Oh. oh, oh, I'm glad you asked. So let me tell you, that's water from Splash Mountain. Oh, really? That's interesting. Uh, and you got this yourself? Like, you, you, you dipped it in there? Yeah. No, 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 no. I paid somebody $200 online that sold it to me. You know what? You should drink it right now. And that's what some of these idiots are going to do on TikTok. Oh yeah, that now way they're they're, they're forever they're Mountain. forever connected to Splash Mountain. Now it's a part then of. Then I it. hope they get violently sick. Oh listen, if you're drinking Splash Mountain water, I can almost promise you, you will get violently ill. But uh, apparently, it's online. If you are a Disney head and know that you will miss Splash Mountain and you have hundreds of, of dollars burning a hole in your pocket, you can go online and buy Splash Mountain water from one of the last rides on Splash Mountain for $200 online. I, I-, I don't know either, guys. Morning after with Nick and Big J. I do know we're going to have a nerd alert. That is happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 VX Rocks. Riot Games, the maker of the popular online multiplayer game League of Legends, was hit by a cyber attack last week and the company said it won't pay a ransom to hackers. Good for them. Riot Games confirmed in a Twitter update uh, on Tuesday the hackers stole source code, including uh, for League of Legends and its anti-cheat platform, which could make cheating easier if leaked to the masses. The company also said that it received this ransom email and added, needless to say, we won't pay. Go ahead and cheat. Uh, well, they didn't actually say that last part. Uh, well, this attack disrupted or uh, our build environment and could cause issues in the future. Most importantly, we remain confident that no player data or player personal information was compromised, according to Riot Games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's happens a lot. But it, the ransom was for $10 million, by the way. For source code, huh? Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, so um, uh, that's uh, that's something that happens to these companies regularly, as we saw with the Grand Theft Auto 6 leak stuff. Uh, it's, it's messy out there. So uh, there you go. Does anybody pay? 
Like from what I understand, I, nobody I, yet probably has never paid. hear about that stuff. I'm sure some people pay. A- absolutely, um, but uh, it depends on the stakes and, and what they have to, to lose, I guess. Um, cancel your weekend plans. Uh, Goldeneye 007, the foundation of many a friendship among N64 owners, is finally coming to modern consoles tomorrow. Nintendo Switch owners will be able to play the game as a part of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack, where it will be added to the library of N64 games. Subscribers have access to the version of the game is more or less identical to the original release with one big addition online multiplayer so look out now on xbox goldeneye will be available on game pass and is a free update to owners of the rare replay collection but unfortunately without online multiplayer uh play i don't know why that is but that's just the way it is so instead the xbox version will have a few modern touches like alternative control options unlockable achievements and native 69 resolution up to 4k ultra hd so if you've got the hardware then uh it could be a lot of fun and anyway uh uh, any appearance of GoldenEye on modern consoles is a small miracle as rights complications kept it off uh, out of the nostalgic limelight and no- most notably when details about a cancelled remaster serviced in 2021. So uh, Xbox players missing online multiplayer is a huge bummer but maybe the win out in the end it's arguably the more faithful experience according to those who've played it. Uh, GoldenEye isn't uh, GoldenEye unless you're getting mad at someone for screen peeking with the, the four <laughs> Uh, the four sections of the screen that yeah. we grew up with. So it's not a remaster, right? It's the old school graphics for this old school game. No, that I you're think seeing. they've they've upped it, uh, the the graphics a little okay, bit. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. But I mean, I I have obviously haven't had a chance to check this out, and and I've seen some some video of it. I'm like, I don't know, man. I went back and tried to play the old Grand Theft Auto games, and I'm like, it was rough. That's part of the problem. Like, I mean, nostalgia is real, but when you are so spoiled with what we have now, to go back and play anything that's like eight bit or sixteen bit. <laughs> Is almost like what do I even bother? For? Yeah, it's uh, you got to be real. You got to really be Jonesing for that, right. uh, and or into like uh, those uh, speed runs and things that they do on certain missions. Uh, also and true. Being part of that is as another thing altogether. Uh, now, uh, yesterday uh, Xbox had their X developer direct uh, online. Uh, I guess, uh, showcase. And uh, during that, Turn 10 Studios showed off some details about Forza Motorsport, the upcoming eighth mainline entry in the long-running Xbox racing franchise. The game will feature more than 500 cars for players to collect and race, including more than 100 cars that are new to the game. There will also be more than 800 unique upgrades available to trick out those rides. Forza 8 looks to be a visual treat with the power of the Xbox Series X paving the way for the best-looking Forza we've seen yet. Turn 10 says that real-life car paints are captured using a spectra photometer in order to develop paint models that have realistic light responses that vary depending on the color and type of paint used. So damage and dirt buildup will also be simulated as you race with your car accurately getting dirtier and more banged up to reflect how you've been driving. The team says that Forza 8 will have 10 times the detail compared to previous generations with things like a procedural cloud system, physically based lighting, uh, volumetric fog, and dynamic time and weather all bringing unique details into every race. It's getting crazy. Yeah, it's all about the details, man. You ever played any of these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forza is a lot of fun. Are you into it? Um, now, see, here's the thing. So there's there's Forza Event Horizon. Uh, that game came out early, late last year, uh, or I'm sorry, early last year. And then you've got uh, Forza Motorsports. And the difference between them is Motorsports, this one that's coming out sometime here in 2023, they haven't given an exact date yet, is more like racing tracks and, and standard racing, mm-hmm. whereas Event Horizon is more open world 
out driving in a certain area and you have certain things you achieve. Gotcha. So this so, has got a little bit more of a racing this element This is to definitely it. a more racing game, yes. All right. Well, there's your nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got some important stuff. Plus, we're going to go to hell. In the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, bro, we had a pretty good run. I'll tell you what, no what? complaints. Yeah, humanity. We did all right oh, for yeah. ourselves, I think. Yeah. Can't fell apart towards the end there a little bit, but you know what? We're all right. I would say it's something that people will be talking about for a little while, not not us necessarily, because just so you know, scientists have officially created a robot that can turn into liquid metal, just like the Terminator 2 machine. Great. It's inspired by the sea cucumber, which can turn from solid to liquid and back, as you well know, Big J. I don't have to tell you that. But engineers at the Chinese University of Hong Kong created a shape-shifting robot. And video footage shows a human-shaped robot turning into metal to get through bars of a cage and then reforming into a human. And it is real, Big J. Oh, and in case you're curious, the robot can also conduct electricity. So it has the power of power uh, at its will as well. And the chief Jesus. scientist says this capability will give more robots like functionality, like dispensing medicine into a patient's body. Yeah, it sounds like they yeah. go right inside a patient's body yeah. and then uh, form into a human and explode us like scanners. I don't like Yeah, that. death, chasing us. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, taking over our parents' bodies, then talking to us on the phone. All of this stuff seems like it's just a little bit of ways away. James Cameron probably spinning in his ridiculously huge mansion. Because he saw this coming back in 1984. It's like the modern equivalent of Jules Verne. <laughs> I don't like any of this. I don't like the fact that we have a liquid metal robot. This feel, I, I mean, if anything, Terminator 2 felt like a warning. Like, these are things that we should not develop. What we didn't know is it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, I mean, listen, even when they time travel, think about it, Big J. What's coming out of them? Bunch of lightning. I mean, electricity. Look at this now. I don't like any of it. I mean, we're just time travel away from this being Terminator 2. So like I said, it was a good run. Patrick Mahomes is going to be back and practice today. He will be limited, but they expect him to play on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. Uh, of course, Mahomes was injured last Saturday during his team's winning uh, game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he's going to be all right. Bobby Portis, the Milwaukee Bucks, going to be out for at least two weeks. He suffered a sprained knee ligament. Uh, the Bucks are getting Chris Middleton back finally after his own knee injury, but now Bobby Portis is out for a little bit of time. And Netflix is reeling, Big J. They have had to issue a statement because uh, the uh, bunch of contestants in its uh, Squid Games-inspired competition series that are is supposed to be coming to the network, you know, the Squid Game was a huge, gigantic hit for them. So then they thought, well, why don't we make, like, a reality show that's like Squid Games without the death, of course, yeah. and have a bunch of money that somebody can win, and let's make it happen. And they did, but now a bunch of people filming the series are getting hurt, these contestants. A uh, small number of contestants needed some medical attention on Monday after a game of red light, green light played during a cold snap in Britain caused a bunch of health challenges and everybody was getting hurt. And so now they're like, hey, listen, maybe we shouldn't be doing this because the cast and crew are getting injured left, right and center. According to the report, fewer than five of the Squid Game challengers required real medical attention. Whatever that means, I don't know. But apparently one participant was believed to have injured their shoulder running into a wall. Others were treated for mild ailments. So uh, Netflix is like, we'll take a look at this thing and make sure the filming conditions are okay. But now you need to know that when you see this show and the people on there are getting hurt, those are real injuries, Big J. 
None of this fake Squid Game stuff that we see on the TV. Yeah, but also no executions. All, so. That is correct. Nobody is getting murdered for not coming in first place in any of these contests a la Squid Game. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Man, we're going to hell. What the hell? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Ever seen the movie Never Been Kissed, Big J? I don't know. Possibly. Interesting. Uh, it's a romantic comedy, it's hence why I not being kissed. figured it was in your wheelhouse. No, it's, it's the like one where until I was twenty-three, where uh, Drew Barrymore uh, is a uh, reporter that goes undercover back into high school. I cannot remember why she went back to high school, but she had to go back into high school. It sounds vaguely familiar. And uh, Luke Wilson is the teacher yes. that she falls for. And uh, she, you know, the whole point is she's That's older. disgusting. And looks oh. like a, a t- uh, you know, she's supposed to look like she's in high school, but she doesn't. She just looks like she's old. But uh, that's kind of the premise for today's We're Going to Hell story. As we go to New Brunswick, New Jersey, and there's a high school there that has permanently expelled a student just four days after she enrolled at the school, uh, which is rare, Big J. But that happened because the district officials there found out that the woman that enrolled in school was actually 29 years old and not 15 like she was pretending to be. The district superintendent informed the Board of Education this week that the woman had filed false documents posing at a, as a 15-year-old so she could enroll in high school. She was actually able to attend a couple of classes for several days before her true identity was discovered. The school notified law enforcement and the woman who has, been na- who has not been named was arrested for providing false documentation. Now, they're not sure exactly what the woman's motivation for why she was enrolling in school was. School officials have issued a warning to students saying that anyone who may have spoken to her while at the school should break off all communication with her immediately because, one, uh, she's not at the school anymore, but number two, that's really creepy, guys, you know? Like a 29-year-old making friends with a bunch of teenagers is a little bit weird. Yeah, that's for the TVs and the movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the only time it's real life is when that Gabrielle gal from 90210 was actually 29 playing a teenager, but the rest of that stuff is not real life. Yeah, unless it's, uh, you know, Jump Street. So, right, unless they're going undercover, going undercover to bust up a high school drug ring. I do not think that's what this woman was doing. So so th- what is she doing? That's a good question. Right now, I don't have the answer. There's no, I mean, if she, there was a reason for it, they're not telling us what it was. But it does remind me, there is a brand new documentary on uh, Hulu called My Old School. And I watched it just out of the blue a couple weeks ago, and it's a story that it was pretty famous in like, uh, in like England and Ireland in the early to mid '90s, where a dude, the way that the doctor system works, the medical school system works over in Europe is very weird. Like you have to be of a certain age in order to get into medical school, otherwise you don't get in. And there was this guy that was unhappy with his life and decided that he wanted to be a doctor instead. But the problem was he was like 27 years old and too old for medical school. So he decided to create this alternate personality and re-enroll in his old high school and then graduate with honor so he could get into medical school as a younger person. And it worked. It worked for like two years. And there's all they interview all these old students about what it was like and what they thought. And they're like, well, they all we always thought he looked older than us. And there's like this one video footage that they have of this guy where he was actually part of the school play. And uh, and you look at this. picture, He looks like he's an old man among all these other kids. And you're like, how did anybody ever fall for this stuff? 
It's insane to me how yeah. this worked. But it's actually a very interesting story. My old school, it's called, if you want to check it out. I don't know what this woman was doing, but at least they caught her after four days. This guy was able to go on for like two years as a high school student, which is very, very creepy. Uh, all of it is very, very creepy. And so, a reminder, make sure you double-check things. And don't lie about your age, Big J. That's not cool. Yeah, no, it's not. Certainly taking half off your life is Unless very Unless you're weird. a baseball player. <laughs> right. And even then, that's like a year or two. That's like a fudged birth certificate. That's not like saying you're half the age that you that you actually are. Like, you and I, that's like saying that we're, like, you know, 20. That ain't going to work out. Though, if I shave the beard, I could get away with it. You think you could play 20? 25? No, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I Why mean, not? No offense. Uh, it's just, I don't know if we have the hairline for it anymore, Big J. I, say that I do. Like, I think mine's, uh, well, don't look at the top. <laughs> well, that's part of it. You understand? There are plenty of people who start going bald early in life, though. Oh, yeah, sure. No. Yeah. Wear a hat. Listen, absolutely. Whatever it takes, talk yourself into it, buddy. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It's the X Rocks. That is prayer that is disturbed here on the morning after with Nick and Big J at 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, things have gotten more expensive as of late around the entire country. You're paying more for pretty much everything, which means people get to bitch about a lot of stuff. You understand? Yeah. It makes us happy when we have something to complain about. And the latest thing that apparently social media is up in arms about is something that has been a part of our society for a good amount of time. But they're frustrated with how much they're seeing the tip button pop up on things, Big J. Tipping. It's like the beginning of Reservoir Dogs. We're having this conversation over and over and over again about do you tip, how much is tip, what do you tip for, what don't you tip for, and is that something that you should be doing or feel obligated to do? And I guess it's a personal preference, but I think that there are certain jobs that you have or certain places that you go where you're expected to tip, correct? Yeah, yeah, like at a live remote broadcast. Oh, I see. You're you talking tip about... the radio personality. Is that something that happens? Yes, have should. I... How much money have you made from tips? None, and I think it's absurd. <laughs> so you're putting your foot down where you're saying you yeah. think you should tip radio talent. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you. I think it's a pretty good argument you make. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you sit down, you know you're going to have to tip your server. Uh, You should be tipping your server. That is something that is considered to be part of the process of going to get something to eat and going out to a restaurant. But what people are upset about is they're seeing the tip prompt in places that they haven't before, i.e. going through drive-thrus when you're paying with your credit card and you see a tip button. If you go and pick up food or you order inside of a restaurant and you take it to go, you'll see a tip prompt inside of that particular thing and it makes people upset and now it's always optional but i'll ask you do you tip in those scenarios when you see it i think it's confusing whether you're supposed to tip or not because you know i would say like when you're being when there's a service being you know shown to you then i think tipping is something you should do like uh when you have a server at your restaurant sure that is somebody that you should tip now you know, here's the thing that you I don't you know the, those the important thing that, to understand here and, and I don't know for sure is who do they share those tips with? Do those sh- tips that you tip at a, at a restaurant for uh, a service does it get shared with everybody in in the building like the the cooks and the folks who are you know the busboy type folks are they all being shared or is it just among the servers? You know because if that's the case then you know. It, it, 
you should probably tip when you go to a restaurant like a fast food joint and everybody's doing their job, then you should probably feel obligated to tip that. I think there, we need. To I'm not rules. sure you'll ever know that though. No, I know that's what I'm saying. I just, I just, I, I do know this is that when I worked at a strip club, yeah, uh, and you know the ladies made all their tips, they would tip out the DJ. So they would share those tips with other people. Okay. Um, and, and there's plenty of service jobs that yeah. do that. They that pool their tips together. Yeah. Sometimes it's around the wait staff. Other times it's at the entire place. But you're right. We those are things that we don't know, and we probably never will. Yeah, I think it's hard to like, uh, uh, you know, when you go to a fast food restaurant, especially if there's a drive-through. I think is where we get. I get confused here. It's like, am I supposed to tip here? What do often you do? I don't, because oftentimes I don't have cash, and they don't have an option to like. Do you want a tip? You know, most cases like your your typical national franchises don't have that option. Not in the drive-thru, no, but right. like, like if you go to a Dutch Bros and you're paying with your card, the yes. tip thing comes yes. up. And we always tip there. There you go. Now, why is it there and not at a drive-thru? Um, well, a lot of that is, you know, you've got people coming up to your car, right? So you're not just going to a... Um, like a typical, so you, you would know, tip at like a Sonic as opposed to a McDonald's. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so because you got somebody coming out to you. Maybe that's the the other part of that. So. Okay, that's fair. And then uh, what about like uh, if you go in and get the food yourself and you pay for it at the thing and the little tip window I tip comes myself. up. You're tipping it with the food that you eat. But I mean, do you actually tip if you go into a restaurant, and order something, and a little prompt comes up? I mean, it just depends. Yeah, that's the. I can't, I can't. I can't say every time it is or it isn't. You know, it does depend on the service I get as well. Sometimes if I'm doing all the work, I don't see a lot of the sense in it. But I do like if I get good service or the turnaround is going to be fast or they're incredibly busy, I will happily do that because I also know that even if that's not the case, the person behind the counter is probably making you know seven yes. twenty five an hour. And and when it comes to like the our local like like there's some places in, in Middleton or whatever that are, are ma and pa kind of places. Um, when I go through the drive-through i'll tip sure i'll tip there because i know that that's going right to those kids and you know? so there's there's that uh, side of things and just making sure that people know a job well done is done but again that's that's the way that we handle it uh everybody else seems to be very upset that tipping is a little bit more prevalent because not only are is tippling more prevalent but things are more expensive now than ever so yeah. it's now you know thirty dollars to go get something to eat when it used to be twenty dollars because you factor in the tip but i say you know if you're paying for service you get good service you should tip whether it's a suggested thing or not that's just the way that i go about doing my stuff that doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else i'm just saying that's the way that i approach the situation not everything is a tip situation but if you have the opportunity and somebody does a good job you might as well give them a little bit extra agree or disagree yeah i agree but not everybody has that opportunity to do so either so i understand that there are extenuating circumstances and all these kind of things what about uh food delivery uh, always tip, always. Yeah, but that I mean, that's when it gets starts to get really expensive too. Well, of course. I mean, you're, you've got to be almost crazy to order food from somewhere at this point. I uh, well, as somebody that whenever I have my children, I order uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats because we can't leave the house because otherwise one of them will get very upset. Uh, in in a, in a particular instance, for like we can't make a quick trip somewhere because yeah. Cash thinks that we're going home and then he gets upset. So I usually have food delivered to me, and so when I do that on. 
Saturday nights, I always make sure that I tip the... And I know that I... I mean, I know it's going to be expensive. I know it's more expensive than going to do it. But also, there's a reason why I'm doing it this way. It's not right. for laziness. So I pay for the service. I pay for the food to get there quickly. I pay for the uh, the awesome service that I get, and I'm pretty happy with it. Because you tip ahead of time, I think I feel like you're running the risk of having something go terribly wrong You can you always don't. change your tip with every order. At least I know that I can. And I have tipped more for fast service, and I have taken away tip for not so fast service i don't mess around when it comes to that kind of stuff but i do feel fairly generous when it comes to it because i know they're doing something that i wouldn't be able to do had they not be doing it yeah. so and also when i had COVID, i was getting stuff delivered to me left right and center yeah, instacart you to ask for help uh, well i didn't need help i have i have these apps that i subscribe to they are my help and so yeah taking care of the people that deliver to you is important but yes that also is going to make things more expensive you need to prepare for that Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff and your pop culture smackdown. Going on in the news today. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. If you have a young child that goes to school, there is no question at some point your child is going to get cold. It happens. It's one of those deals where it's not fun, but there apparently is a no-cost solution to preventing some kids from getting sick. That's according to new research from the Medical University of Warsaw. They studied exercise levels in kids ages 4 to 7, and they found that the more that these kids exercise, the less they get sick. For every 1,000 steps kids took a day, the number of days they experienced cold symptoms decreased by four days. And children who participated in a bunch of sports for three or more hours a week also saw benefit over kids who did not regularly play sports when it came to colds at the very least. The study authors do stress that further research is needed to determine if there's a casual or a serious link between these two, but pretty interesting results so far. So how do you think it would have went if Little Big J was getting barked at from his mom to get his steps in? Uh, probably when I've gone well. How come? I mean, well, A, when I was a kid, I was already getting steps in anyways. I didn't um, even know what those were. Yeah, no, I just knew I had to walk to school. Yes, that, that was a thing. So, Plus, you were <laughs> jumping off of roofs, throwing yeah. uh, rocks through neighbors' windows. Yeah. I mean, these are things that expelled calories. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, that would, boy, that would have been set a bad precedent early on. Or a good one. No, I would not have listened. You don't listen I would now. Have fought. Yes, I know. That's not how you, you have to, you know, you have to outwit me and, and use a uh, higher form of uh, communication. And your mom didn't have those capabilities? She didn't care. <laughs> she Come had on. enough other problems to worry about. Uh, if you think Patrick Mahomes isn't going to play this weekend, you are sorely mistaken. He was in practice yesterday, plans to be practicing again today. So while he doesn't isn't at 100%, he's going to go against the Bengals on Sunday. By the way, Mahomes also named a finalist for the MVP award for the 2022 season in yesterday's announcement by the NFL, also named to the first team for their all-pro team as well as the quarterback. Uh, if you want a full list of finalists for the NFL awards, you can check it out online as they're getting ready to hold that little uh, back padding ceremony as well. Big J, we try to bring you important uh, stuff during this segment, important stuff, and it doesn't get any more important than yeah, the fact that Hulk Hogan yesterday What's gonna do, brother? on Twitter uh, tweeted about running out of toilet paper. And usually that wouldn't be a thing, but now people are trying to figure out why Hulk Hogan 
tweeted out to his 2.2 million followers, quote, I ran out of toilet paper, brother, help, and then deleted said tweet. <laughs> so they're wondering if Hulk Hogan is trapped in a bathroom somewhere without any toilet paper. And with his phone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like mean, that would disgust Nick. It would. Well, listen. First of all, yes, that you're using your hand, your hands uh, at anything other than business Keep in the bathroom. Keep your phone out of the bathroom. I don't know how many times I have to tell you it doesn't need to be in there. You can survive eight minutes without it. You don't need to drag your phone into the bathroom and give yourself pink eye eventually because you can't keep your hands clean. So Hulk Hogan apparently is out of toilet paper. Big J, what do we do? Uh, how are you supposed to help? Like it's you, easy, dude. You just tell him to rip his shirt off and use it yeah, as yeah. Well, why doesn't he just start shaking violently and then just rise up and rip off his shirt and wipe his rear end? Yeah, I mean, really, you've already got everything but you need right how there. How are we supposed to help get you a square? I don't know. Or two, if we don't know where you're at. And you, he does, nobody wants to know where well, Hulk Hogan's doing the bathroom. Maybe he didn't mean to tweet. Maybe he was trying to send a message to somebody he knows. Yeah, it could have been a text day to like his girlfriend that it accidentally was supposed to tweet. But uh, why would he put the brother in there, I guess, is the question. Because <laughs> that's how he communicates. I just pictured that's how he texts his family and friends. Hey, brother, it's Hulk Hogan. How are that's you? That's how he texts his son, Nick. <laughs> But uh, I guess he's okay, is my point. I just wondered why the hell he deleted it right afterwards. Morning After with Nick and Big J. He's embarrassed. There's your important stuff. Uh, more people should be embarrassed about the stuff they tweet. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got some tickets for you. Foos Fighters coming to town February 11th at the Knitting Factory. Saturday night, we'll get you squared away with those tickets. You just got to beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. Good luck to you. Let me give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. That is the number you need to call right now if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown, wherein you test your knowledge of pop culture events and things against Big J. At some point, Big J gets a question wrong. As long as you're on the phone when he does, that makes you the victor and and some nice tickets are attached today. Hello, The X. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. What's your name? My name's Ken. All right, Ken, you're up first. Ken, today is Ellen DeGeneres' 65th birthday, so we got some Ellen questions for you. What was Ellen's game show on NBC called? Was it called Ellen's Contest of Contests, Ellen's Prizes with Prizes, or Ellen's Game of Games? Uh, uh, Game of Games? That is correct. Sounded like a guess, but you Game nailed it. of games! Big J, which hugely popular animated movie featured Ellen DeGeneres' voice? Um, Finding Nemo. That is correct. Also would have accepted right. Finding Dory as another answer. Uh, back to you, Ken. What actress is Ellen married to? Isabella Rosalina, Portia de Rossi, or Asia Artino? Uh, Portia? Right. Portia de Rossi is correct. Big J, which Saturday Night Live spinoff movie did Ellen make her big major motion picture premiere in? Oh, man. Um, It's an SNL spinoff movie. Yes, it is based okay. on an SNL sketch, so that should narrow them down pretty significantly. Uh, I mean, I don't... I don't... Um, I don't I don't remember. I'm going to go Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury is a really good guess, but that is wrong. Am I in the right era? Uh, at least? Uh, yeah, a couple years before Night at the Roxbury. 
Chris yeah. Farley was also in it. That made his major motion picture premiere in the same oh, movie. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, is it, oh, really? Oh, uh, Wayne's World? No. Too wrong. No. Okay, I don't know then. Coneheads. Right. Coneheads. I was going to say Coneheads, but I'm like, there's no way. It was too old. Ellen DeGeneres was the swimming coach for the Coneheads' daughter in the movie The Coneheads. Congratulations, Iron man. Bells are. You got yourself all set up and good to go with Foos Fighters tickets. Ken, hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those passes and make sure you're good to go, and we will do a run of headlines. They are happening next on the X-Rocks. Headlines brought to you by another Half Price Friday tomorrow, xrock.com, 9 o'clock. You'll be able to grab yourself $50 worth of food to Willow Creek Grill for just $25. You haven't been, man. Willow Creek Grill raw sushi, delicious. They've been around since 2004. they got some great local brew on tap. The burgers are fantastic. The soup is great. If you want sushi, they got you covered there as well. And there's a great deal for Half Price Friday beginning tomorrow, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. $50 to Willow Creek Grill for just $25. Grab them while you can. They're going to sell out fast. They usually do so as close to 9 o'clock as you can get on xrock.com is where you can grab yours tomorrow morning. Headlines are as follows. Good dog, bad owner. Karma wins and escape plan. Escape plan. Big J, if you're drunk and you need to get home, you should take the bus. That's a good option for you. But... Just don't literally take the whole bus. A drunk man boarded a bus in England. He was clearly in no condition to drive, but moments later, the driver had stepped off the bus for a break, and that's when the drunk man jumped into the driver's seat and then drove off with the bus, Big J. Also, by the way, they did have passengers on board. Oh, boy. Fortunately, the other passengers were aware of what was going on. That's when they were able to hop off the bus before it picked up speed Keanu Reeves style. The drunk's joyride took him through town as he left a trail of destruction in his way, colliding with several other vehicles before he was finally stopped and arrested by police. He remains in custody. No injuries reported, thankfully, but that could have gone sideways real quick. Don't steal buses. Buses, I don't, I mean, like, I feel like they would be hard to get acquainted with, even harder than when you're hammered, right? Yeah. There's a pretty big turn radius you have to worry about with uh, buses. And the unprepared or unfamiliar probably wouldn't do a very good job. And inebriated even less so. So, once again, don't drink and drive. Certainly don't drink and commit Grand Theft Auto. Not a great idea. Good dog, bad owner, or karma wins? Good dog, bad owner. A Kansas man is dead, Big J. Oh, no. Because he was shot by an unlikely suspect. A dog in the back of his truck. The victim was found in the front passenger seat, shot in the back. So officials were like, what the hell happened? When they looked into it, they saw that there was a dog in the back of the truck and a loose rifle rattling around back there. The canine belonging to the owner of the pickup apparently stepped on the rifle, which was not securely put away. It caused the weapon to discharge, shot this poor son of a gun right in his damn back. Now, no idea who owned the vehicle or the dog because the owner ran off, and that's not a good scene, Big J. I'm not sure if that's the way you go about handling an accident. You understand? Yeah. It's by bailing on your friend and and your dog, by the way, who did nothing but be a dog. Also, maybe not letting your rifle rattle around in the back of your truck would be a good idea, too. Making sure that thing is properly stowed and put away. Seems like proper weapon care. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, exactly. But now, who's going to pay for the therapy for the dog? Because this is a traumatic experience for it as well, you understand? Poor little pooch. Right. Now it's a, you know, committed, uh, is that, would that be dog slaughter? Or is it still manslaughter committed by a dog? Um, 
That's, yeah, is the manslaughter a charge because you're a man who's killing somebody or because you're a man who's been killed? That's a good question. I do not know the answer. We'll leave it to the courts. Wrap it up with karma wins. One Florida man is $1 million richer, and it's all because one dude cut him off in line at a Publix grocery store, Big J. Originally, Steven Espinoza was pretty pissed. He was in line to buy a lottery ticket at the ticket machine, and one guy decided, I'll go next instead of him, cut in front of him, and bought a lottery ticket. And he joked, man, if that wins, I'm going to be really, really mad. He ended up buying a lottery ticket like he was supposed to, scratched it off. Next thing you know, he's won a 500 times cash scratch-off ticket. That means he was a $1 million winner. So he opted to keep the winnings as a one lump sum of $820,000, and he plans to buy a house. But it's really because the dude who stepped in front of him bought the ticket he was going to buy, and he got the winning ticket instead. So maybe it pays to let somebody cut you off sometimes. Well, so, I I mean, I guess my question is that guy then was... He was planning on buying a quick pick, and so was a guy in front of him? Well, they're both scratchers, so it was a scratcher machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. So that's how it ended up winning. It wasn't like a numbers thing. It was a total scratcher thing, and they both bought the same card, and now it's Steven who's laughing all the way to the bank after that one dude cut him off. So I guess it's karma after all, right, Big J? Yeah, now you got to pay it back forward somehow. Uh, We're right here, buddy. Whenever you're ready, Steve, let's make it happen. Morning, much. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That's some news for you. It's Uprising here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And if nothing else, we're going to make your life just a little bit easier, Big J. How are we doing that? I don't know about easier, but more efficient. How about that? Because I don't know if you've heard this, Nick. Uh, a lot of people, and I picture you you, you have a dishwasher. I do. Uh, do uh, Before you put the dishes in, you rinse them off? 100%. 100%. They well, are almost clean before they go. You're, uh, you're, uh, you're milking uh, the earth uh, dry of water. Wonderful. Uh, because uh, it is uh, one of these things, is, it's been around for a while, but uh, that uh, <clears throat> uh, pre-rinsing uh, dishes, uh, for example, a, uh, a place setting, so a plate, cup, bowl, utensils, and some serving dishes, if you wash, you, you, you pre-wash those in the sink beforehand, you're consuming about three gallons of water just there sure. alone. Whereas you, uh, with most modern day dishwashers, they can get that gook off and only use about two gallons uh, to do a load of dishes. Well, an entire load of dishes. I, I will say that the, the keyword there is most. I, I haven't seen a dishwasher yet that can get off some baked on stuff and that becomes an issue. But also the other part of it is like your dishwasher isn't a garbage disposal. You understand? Like the gunk that goes in there doesn't just magically go away. It all sits at the bottom of your dishwasher and proceeds to make that thing stink and it gives you the opportunity to have to or you should if that's the way you're going to go about it, clean it out on a regular basis. And when's the last time you cleaned out the bottom of your dishwasher? God, I don't know. Exactly. So that's one of the things that makes your dishwasher clog up. It makes it go bad a lot quicker. And so in my, as somebody that, that is looking at what are the pros and cons of each one, I'd rather rinse off my dishes and have a clean bottom of my dishwasher and use my garbage disposal than have a bunch of gunk at the bottom of my dishwasher all wrapped up in that little gunk protector thing that gets all gross and then clogs up your dishwasher in the process. It sounds like you have an unreasonably uh, large amount of intimate knowledge of your dishwasher. Well, it's only because... 
because I, I recently had to buy a new dishwasher, Ooh, and so uh, this you got is, a new fancy one. Well, it was about two years ago that I bought my di- my new dishwasher, but my old one had had like a twelve year run, and it was a good dishwasher. But that was one of the things I learned about by our our friend, our appliance friend that mm-hmm. was uh, that came over to my house. Is he showed me like the, the the stuff? He's like, yeah, see all that food and stuff that gets in there. Some of it goes into the dish, but some of it goes into the drain and clogs it all up. So you need to be aware of that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make sure that doesn't happen again. So yes, I, I believe you're right. It probably does. I save a gallon of water or so if I don't rinse off my dishes, but I think in the long run and making my dishwasher stick around for a while is probably better for me. But I don't blame anybody yeah, who no, wants to do it either way. We've got an older dishwasher. Uh, it's the last appliance right now that we have to replace. And so um, we, I, I, you know, we wash, we pretty much wash the dishes. Yes, yeah. before we put them in there. Yeah. And I'm like, in some cases, I'm like, you know what? I would rather just wash the damn dishes. But I, I, I'm hand the same way. Stuff, I, fi- you know? I find hand washing dishes to be fairly relaxing for me as well. So sometimes I will also oh, do psycho. that. Jeez. But the other side of the coin is a lot of the dishwashers that are out there now have high pro, but they're also low water usage. So that's uh, that's why they go. Well, it's why your dishwasher runs. Your new one runs for like an hour and ten minutes because it's using less water than it has in the past. So it, it, stuff gets clean, but it's not that high pressure wash yeah. they used to have in. The older dishwasher something to be aware of as well really if you can uh use uh only uh paper plates at home <laughs> i agree Plastic with big j State. stuff you can throw away into a landfill somewhere yeah that seems better right than yeah wasting water. absolutely morning after with nick and big j we got your bad impressions they're happening next on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j and bad impressions brought to you by treasure valley subaru more than just subaru they're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And uh, we've got some Foos Fighters tickets for you. They're coming to town Saturday, February 11th at the Knitting Factory, which is set up with those tickets. You can enjoy yourself some tribute Foo Fighter music. If you can figure out bad impressions, you're going to take two clues. Probably. All right. Big J is calling Forced shot. to do a third, I'm sure. <laughs> 208-287-1003. If you would like to play our little game called Bad Impressions, which works like this, Big J has prepared three clues. Each of them point individually and collectively to somebody that is pretty famous. But Big J says you're only going to need two today in order to grab it. If you can do so, these tickets to the show become yours. You become a happy person. Everybody's jealous of you. Your friends call you, ask you for favors. You're forced to maybe even do those favors. Although it depends on what they ask for, I suppose. But it's entirely up to you. Big J, what are the clues? Go ahead. I promise no bat beheading will... Let me start over. Oh, no. I promise no bad head biting when I appear in a Super Bowl commercial. And then, Sharon! Sharon! And then, oi, 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 oi. Good morning, the X. Oi, oi, oi. Hello, the X. Hey, morning, this is Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Did you hear Big J's clues? I didn't. Oh, no. no it's impossible for him to hear it. Uh, I promise no bat head biting when I appear in a Super Bowl commercial. Next. Sharon! Ozzy Osbourne. See, there you go. Two clues. Well done. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those tickets. And why is Ozzy Osbourne in the news? Well, Ozzy uh, and uh, along with Gary Clark Jr., Joan Jett, and a bunch of others yet unnamed are going to be starring in a Super Bowl commercial for Workday, which provides cloud applications for finance and human resources. <laughs> so, God uh, we'll, uh There's some teasers of this uh, online now, and uh, it's going to be funny. 
I, I just can tell already. Uh, why? What, what is the what is the teaser? Well, about? there's just, I haven't even I haven't even played the, the teaser yet, <laughs> but there's a picture of Ozzy in a, a shirt and tie, and uh, he's you know in a, like a finance background, and I'm like that to me is just hilarious. Yeah, uh, not the first time Ozzy's dabbled in Super Bowl commercials. He's done it before, of course. But uh, it makes sense that he'll be making an appearance uh, as he has to apparently make as much money as humanly possible before he's allowed to rest. So yeah. uh, might as well cash in while you can. And uh, this is the one thing I've gone on record. I'm not a real big fan of Super Bowl commercial teases. I feel like it sucks all the fun out of it. Yeah. And uh, and so I believe that's probably why we walk away every year going, are the commercials worse than they ever before? It's probably because we know they're all, what, all, what all is happening, what's all coming already. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Batman! Disturbed singing songs about Bruce Wayne. That's Batman here on the Morning After with Nick. Bad man. Bad man. My mistake. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. It's always appreciated. You're good people. We had a chance to, of course, give away some Foos Fighters tickets. That never sucks. We also had a chance to have a little bit of fun and remind you that, you know what, it's not a good idea to drive drunk with a bus, nor is it a good idea to go back to school as a 29-year-old and try to pretend you're 15. That's just creepy you guys so make sure yeah. you don't do that leaves you with the floor big j um you know what uh uh it, it used to be the old days that that bands wanted to hold on to their publishing rights and and their music nick now they can't wait to sell them justin bieber just sold his entire catalog for 200 million dollars yeah it's because it gives you an opportunity to cash in now and not spread it out overall it's like it's like cashing in your lottery ticket uh for the bulk sum as opposed to having it spread out over time but i would think that down the road that would be worth even more well yes of course it will be especially depending on how it's licensed but they are taking the chance that they won't either be around or have the opportunity to see that money and so why not cash in now with a big bulk sum which is a and it also also doesn't it's only his catalog so anything yeah. he writes yeah. now yeah. forward on still his do we have a catalog of stuff that we can sell you know as part of our contractual agreement big j everything that we've done audio and otherwise belongs to the company that we're employed by so uh, all the podcasts that we've done is no longer our proprietary property now you could of course get yourself an agent and try to negotiate for those particular things a la Howard Stern yeah, when he went to well, uh, Sirius and he got all of his archives from the old terrestrial radio station he worked for, but that was millions upon millions of dollars they agreed upon. <laughs> I wonder what our catalog is worth. 50, That's, 60 bucks? I, well, what's your crypto wallet worth again? Probably that. No, it's negative. I owe money. Oh, oh no. Uh, then maybe a little bit more than I that. owe money. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't forget that coming up tomorrow, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. It's Half Price Friday, $50 to Willow Creek Grill for just 25 bucks. So if you're looking for great soups, great sandwiches, great burgers, great local brews, or even some sushi, Willow Creek Grill has you covered. They're open for lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday. And you can grab a Half Price Friday deal tomorrow, 9 o'clock, xrock.com, $50 for 25 to Willow Creek Grill. That's it for us. We will see you all tomorrow. Jason Drew's coming in next. Have a good one. It's EX Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.